on this particular Tuesday night, I remember we had plans to go out. And I said, Bobby, are we still going to go out tonight? And he said, yeah, yeah, of course. He used to call me Mooch. Mooch, of course. We're definitely going. But it was pouring buckets. I said, but Bobby, it's pouring buckets out there. He goes, so? I said, so there's probably not going to be any girls there. And he goes, dude, this is what separates the true pigs from the wannabes. <laughs> any girl who's out tonight is a true pig. The true pig. And he was 100% right, man. <laughs> he met this girl with a lion's mane of, of hair. It was a fun night. <laughs> and we're back. Oh, my God. What's up, Bill? Yeah, doing good, man. Loving life. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Loving retirement? Yeah, you know, it's it's strange. We talk, we obviously talk all the time, but I when I retired from the police department, I did almost 27 years. I did 26 years Nine and a half months. People ask me, oh, how long did you do? I say 27. Anyway, I didn't retire because I was teaching at a college part-time. So I went right from the police department into a full-time teaching job at a college. So it wasn't like I retired at all. I just went to a different job, you know. And I did that. Uh, I retired on October 31st, 2011 from Manhattan North Homicide Squad. And I taught for over five years. I, I just quit teaching uh, in April um, 2017. So this April, I'll be, I'll be out of teaching two years. So for two years, I've been pursuing acting and stand-up comedy, you know, more or less full-time. Did you like being a teacher? I liked it, but it got, you know, any job, you got to be there. You know what I mean? And And when you teach, there's a lot of work outside the classroom, you know, grading papers, writing tests, doing this, doing that. So I just didn't want to do it anymore. You know, I, and totally I taught for 10 and a half years because I was teaching part time while I was on the NYPD. I was doing 40 hours a month overtime as a sergeant in Manhattan North Homicide Squad. So you're working obviously 40 hours a week, plus you're doing overtime uh, every yeah. single week. At least you're probably yeah. doing 10 hours overtime. Yes. And I was so working a fifty-hour week. Yeah, and then sometimes I would I had an eight forty-five class, so sometimes I'd work through the night on a shooting or a murder. And I used to joke about this. I'd have blood on my shoes and walk into my mm. eight forty-five class and teach the class. And I I never canceled. I would go right from work to class, teach the class, and then go back to work. Wow, it was crazy. And I I walked around like a zombie because I was always tired. Like on my days off. I used to need a day off just to recover from my week of work, you know. And people would see me at the gym. They'd be like, wow, you look horrible. I said, because I haven't slept, you know, in days. So it's definitely get- a different type of job because it's it, it cover. It's so controlling. Your time, the, the, one of the things that you realize when you become a police officer, and I don't know how it's like for out of states, other states, but in New York City, the best time you'll ever have on the job is when you're not aware that you can have or try to get some control over your time again. Because when you just give yourself up, you're a rookie, you just get out of the police academy, and you hit the streets, um, there's a couple of years there where you don't even know that it's possible that you don't have to be available around the clock. Right. You know what I'm saying? That they can't, you know, that they're changing your tour. You don't have anything else that you want to do. If you're a single... It works best uh, when they're changing your tour. I mean, you could be working a steady day tour, and all of a sudden, like, hey, Bill, we need you for a midnight next week. Right. You know? I'm like, what? They call it needs of the service, right? Now, if you have kids or you're married, you came out a little bit older or or more mature, 
then it becomes a more difficult situation. Then you're gonna, but at some point you start looking around. You start, wait a minute, what what does that guy do over there? Oh, he's got steady. He's got steady weekends off. What? Days steady week. How do I get that? He's got he's got to write. He's got to write a hundred summonses a day. Shit, I'll do that. He's got to hoe himself out to the yeah. But that's what happens. You start you start becoming aware of wow. I, I there's a possibility that I can get. Some control of my time. You have a normal And you're life. constantly in search of that yep. on your time on the job. I remember so many places that I might have been interested in working in, like Vice. You know, they, they, um, there's like... A public pro- morals. Public right. morals. The Vice Squad. Gambling, prostitution. And cigarette tax. <laughs> but they did a s- six at night to two in the morning. I had a, a friend there, a hook, that I could have went there and worked. And I was like, nah. I, I would love to, but I can't. Because I was a terrible I was a comedian yeah. at the time. I'm not going to go work. How am I going to do I'm going to give up comedy for yeah. work? I, I work to sneak away from the hose to do your set. So there's a lot of different places that you can work, especially with the NYPD, because there's so many different. It's such a big department. There's so many places you can work. But one of the things that are most important, other than job description, is going to be um, what are the hours? Right. Then it's like, well, what do they want out of me? Well, when they say they but want four a month, that means they want four arrests. You're also forgetting something else about the hours. If you work four to one or four to 12, you get night shift differential. That's which a part is of it, too. It's more money. And if you work midnights, you get the top night shift, which could be another five, six grand a year, right? Yeah, it could. Yeah, and you, now, now you might not need that part-time gig that you have. Yeah, because if you work days. But if you work midnights, bro. Uh, no, midnights is a great God year. bless people that work midnights. God uh, bless them. I don't know, I don't how, know they how they do, they do it. It's a different either. breed of people. I worked they probably a, got vampire in them. I don't know how they do it. I worked for a year work in citywide anti-crime, working <laughs> 9.30 at night to 6 in the morning. That was brutal, too. It was just the hours were just like, ugh. What was the hours? 9.30 at night to 6 in the morning. That's a horrible oh, shift. And then when you... you where, know, were we, where were we working at? Citywide anti-crime. That's uh, a Randall's Island. Shift. Yeah. And when you went to street crime, you did that for your first year until the 6 to 2s opened up. Because anti-crime, they want you out there the top crime hours, which was the nighttime, you know. And the midnights, that was known as the street crime midnights, 9.30 at night to 6 in the morning. I used to remember getting off at 6 o'clock in the morning, flying. I used to live in the village. I'd fly down the FDR Drive, and I'd be in bed by 6.30, you know? Yeah, nobody else had that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you I lived in the city. You count the cops in the city that, yeah. that throughout the whole 30,000 who lives in the city. The city. And is it close to where you work? That's, I had a little rent control That's another thing that's Barrow really, Street. really important. Okay, the things that are really important, obviously, is job description. What do they want me to do? But then your time becomes valuable, too. Especially if you can mature, you get married, you have children. That becomes a really big issue. Also, too, is how far is the commute? There could be a place that you want to work. That's your ideal place. They got everything perfect. But I live in, I live in uh, Long Island. This place is the ass end of the Bronx. Yeah, that- you know what I'm saying? Plus, there's a toll involved. So all these little things, they, they become intangible. That toll's no joke either, right? No, it adds up. That's a lot of money. A week, it's a lot, a lot of money. It's a lot of money. That's why they used to say a category captains and above would get a category one car. Not, you know, not only, it's not always up to you too. Like I had figured out a situation for myself that I got exactly where I wanted to be. I worked in the place I wanted to work was the Warren squad. It wasn't that bad getting there. So I didn't have to pay the toll, but a lot of times I was running late in the morning. So I would, um, the hours were great for me so I could do comedy at night. 
The only problem was that they downsized the unit. So now I'm vulnerable because I'm a detective now. I can't go back to patrol, which I didn't want to do anyway. Right. So now I did what's called detective patrol and worked in a detective squad, which I tell you was the longest five years of my life, man. <laughs> you didn't like the squad. I hated the squad, man. If tell them what the hours were at the detective chart. Tell well, the that. detective squad, first of all, is uh, every precinct has detectives assigned to them. And they work upstairs usually. They always got the second floor. Go upstairs, see Up the detectives. Up in the squad. Go to the squad. And all the the uh, the crimes that are committed that don't uh, that have a perpetrator or as a felony, and they didn't catch patrol did not catch this person at the time of their investigation. There's a report taken out and a case opened up by the detectives, and those detectives are in charge of finding a um, a result to this uh, to this crime, usually leading in an arrest. And uh, that's what you worked. <clears throat> Sorry, <clears throat> you worked at eight at eight a.m. to four p.m. two days in a row. No, no, actually, first of all, you worked at four p.m. to one a.m. two days in a row, and then on the third day, you used to come back for an eight a.m. to four p.m. You did two of those in a row, so it's you're doing a four days in a row, then you're off for two days. All right. So the second tour was called the fourth one was called the turnaround. Yeah, well, and the second usually yeah, guys that live in the North Pole, some guys live eighty miles from the city. They would stay overnight at the yeah. precinct at the uh, the hotel two six or whatever. You had a bunk. Yeah, you had a bunk, and it wasn't like the Marriott or uh, you know the Ritz Carlton. It was like a precinct, but it was free, and you stayed overnight. And you woke up in the morning. At least you didn't have an hour and a half, two hour commute. You were right at your work spot. Yeah, and a lot of times on the turnaround. Uh, at least I know the guys in the Homicide Squad, myself included, we would try to make overtime. So we would work right through the night till eight and then just start a tour the next day. You know? Yeah, sometimes it also depends if you work with a good group of guys. Like if you went to a squad and it was all older guys, those guys probably used to, maybe they walk down the block to the local pub, have a couple, then go back to bed. And go hit the sack. They're going to do the turnaround. They're staying. Now, if you work with young guys, you had an extra, uh, what was it, locker. You had one locker for your uniform, and you had another locker for your going out clothes. <laughs> Disco you know, Danny. Yeah. Put your, uh, you put your... Uh, You're telling me guys had gumas? Your Saturday night suit, your Saturday night fever suit on, you, <laughs> and you go, to, you go to the Bronx, you hit Herpes Triangle. Herpes Triangle was three, uh, was a block. And it, uh, there was a bar in four, three of the four corners, <laughs> different bars. And you can catch herpes in each one. They were all, all chicks that like cops, all Spanish chicks that like cops. <laughs> and it, it would just bounce from bar to bar. The herpes triangle, that was cool. Yeah. Manhattan had a bunch of cop bars, too. Manhattan, you know, it turns out it was the best the place to work. Oh, yeah. yeah, Coogan's was great. I love Coogan's. You know? Yeah, Coogan's was great. We used to call us the suits when we walked in there because obviously we used to wear Well, that wear was the good suits. thing, too. You didn't really have to change when you were a detective. You could no. actually go someplace in your suit. Yeah. You know? The DTs. Maybe you put you on a DTs. different tie. Yeah. Maybe you do your hair. <laughs> I didn't have that. My hair is the same as it was then, so I didn't really have to do it. I just uh -huh. it was very short. You, you do know? something. Yeah. yeah Go going, well, it's one of the things, man. <laughs> going out. I, you know, going out is like a... <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, man. That, the most fun that I ever had was actually going out when I was still in uniform. Uh, I could have had the same amount of fun if I was a detective. It's just, like I said, it depending on the guys that are in your squad. The blue magnet? Is that what they called the uniform? 
Well, that's when you were on patrol. Yeah. But when you're off patrol and you're going out, I remember one night I, I used to work with this guy, Bobby, man. Bobby was the best. And he was a womanizer, man. Oh. And uh, we were going out on a Tuesday night. Like when you when you worked, you knew which place was good on certain nights. When you go out, you know which place is good. So one place Monday night was good. Another place Tuesday night was good. This was a place Tuesday in Long Island that was good. So you'd go there on a Tuesday night and it would be packed. And um, on this particular Tuesday night, I remember we had plans to go out. And I said, Bobby, are we still going to go out tonight? And he said, yeah, yeah, of course. He used to call me Mooch. Mooch, of course. We're definitely going. But it was pouring buckets. I said, but Bobby, it's pouring buckets out there. He goes, so? I said, so there's probably not going to be any girls there. And he goes, dude, this is what separates the true pigs from the wannabes. <laughs> any girl who's out tonight is a true pig. Is a true pig. And he was 100% right, man. <laughs> he met this girl with a lion's mane of, of hair. It was a fun night. They were always fun nights, man. That's the thing. You're, you're young. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you want to have fun. You're wild. It's a, it's a great thing, man. Crazy the, thing, the, man. The good old days. And once you get to the squad, it depends. If you wind up being with a whole bunch of uh, you know veteran guys, really, really, really good guys... They're not going to go out the way they used nah, to. Nah, but you know, there's one of the nice things about being in a squad is you do, in a way, become like family and people get close and they'll do anything for you. And you're, nah, yeah, it's you know, great. I'm not knocking it. as many it. people saying. as are good, there's a lot of dickheads sometimes too, you know, you guys you don't like, you know. You learn how people work and work is work. No matter where you go to work, um, there's always going to be somebody who's late and, and has to leave early. Right. You know that guy. He's an hour. He's an hour late, yep. and then he, I got to get out of here. Early, Can you yeah. cover for me? Yeah. What? Well, you came in an hour late, and then they're always these guys who are always banging in, taking the day off. Banging in means, um, you know, asking an emergency day off. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're an basically saying day off. <laughs> if you wanted to take a day off, you have to put in for it. But the the better places you go to work. And depending on the manpower, you could just tell your boss, "Hey, listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to." I used anymore. to love people that in January 31st were all out of vacation days. They used all their 27 days in January, or they had like two days left for the whole year. I knew you know? a guy, and he used to work the Shea Stadium detail. And the Shea Stadium detail used to get a lot of overtime, but you had to take it in time. You couldn't take it in money, so they'd build up all this time. So the guy used to come into work. Uh, well, January 1st, he would use up all his vacation time. So you wouldn't see him till like March. It's it's 27 vacation days that you right. get. And uh, that, that eats up a month and a half. And then every single day when he came in after that, he was looking to make a collar. And then he used to take the overtime that he made on the collar in time and then take the next two days off. Well, for the, for the audience, they don't understand. When you say you take overtime in time, we get paid time and a half. So if you take eight hours in time, you're getting 12 hours back. Yeah. Right? So he would come into work. He's completely out of vacation days now. It's, let's say it's March. Completely out. He used all this. was home for two months. It's not like this guy's going away to lavish trips. He's just staying home. Staying home watching. He's leaving the house, going to the bar. That's it. Watching Jerry Springer. He's yeah. home, right? <laughs> so for no other <laughs> then he Then he'd come to work and you'd always say to him, I'm not going to say his name now, but you go, are you looking tonight? He goes, dude, if I'm here, I'm looking. <laughs> and he used to make his arrest. He used to rock around. And all that overtime he used to make, he used to take it in time. And then he's taking the next day off. Which uh, It's like a waste. 
Because you're tired. You're just going to be sleeping the next day. So you're taking off. What, what for? You know? If I'm here, I'm looking, bro. Yeah. That's it. I used to have, you know, my detectives in the Homicide Squad, they, they were great, but they were such meat eaters, meaning they, they will, if you didn't send them home, they would never leave work. They were looking for overtime every single day, you know? In fact, you know, they would be allowed 40 a month. Some of these guys would have their 40 hours in the first week. I go, you guys are greedy pigs. Now, if something happens, exactly. how, I, how yeah. can I use you? I got to send you home. You guys are like- yeah, but everybody, if everybody's maxed like out. They're like overeaters, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and then, you know, they would blow over the, the mountain. They, they would, some of them would agree to take it in time because they just got, you know, 40 hours in a one week. Mm -hmm. You know, if you let them go, they'd have 80 to 100 or 120 hours in a month. And then I would get- Screamed at, you know, why, why does this guy have this? <laughs> you know, that I could care, you know, something, I'd let you do 120, but when my boss is screaming at me, how does this guy have 100 hours uh -huh. and it's the third week? I was like, oh my God, we had this case, we had that case. He's a greedy pig, I know he is, <laughs> you know. And that's what happens too. You get some guys who do that. They get all their overtime up front in the beginning of the month. And then this way, you can't ask them to stay for shit. Right, they won't. They don't want to do shit. They look because, at you. Yeah. You know, something happens. Shit hits the fan, and, and say, you're getting ready to go home. Where are you going? We got no. I can't. I got. I'm, 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 I'm capped. Yeah, I'm that capped was the already. term. I'm capped. I'm capped you know? out already. Oh, so I can't use you. So you're useless for the. Will you take it in time? Nah. They yeah. wouldn't take it in time either. But you remember that the next month the prick tries to take do forty hours in the first week. Now nah, go home. Go home. I don't need you today. Go home. Yeah. You know? And my detectives loved, loved to eat on overtime. As soon as they went on overtime, right to the diner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the first hour. Well, you got to fuel up, man. Yeah, we got to eat. I go, that's great. You got you to be so ready. You never know what's going to happen. Then they were all first graders, you know. So they were making 100 on overtime, 100 an hour, you know. They loved it. Well, when you work your way up that high, like, you know, you did your 27 years, and I, I did my 20. I mean, my aspirations always lied outside of the job. Right. Lucky for me that everybody took care of me on the job. Right. They always looked out for me. But um, that's why I just did my 20. Like, I, I, I saw the yeah, days counting down. sometimes I think you may regret it a little bit, at least financially, right? Maybe not I don't think you could ever have enough money. The stuff that I did in five years, but now it's six now that I, after I retired, uh, writing, producing, right. putting, up, putting on my one-man show. You know what I'm saying? Um, doing the tons of auditions that I've done, the parts that I've had on TV, this, the uh, stand-up uh, spots that I've had on TV. I mean, if you put them all together, they they equal nothing. Right. It's not like I'm that far ahead of the game, but I did it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I wrote for a magazine. I wrote for a TV show. Growth. Wrote for a commercial. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't have done all those things, especially without peace of mind, with having to look in the calendar, see if I can get that time off. I'm nervous. I did my 20 years. That's I got my what pension. I even hated about teaching. You know, I would get an audition and I go, I can't go. I, I, I'm teaching tomorrow. You know, and, I was, and I, even when I cut back to part time, it was still two days a week. It always seemed like my audition would fall on the day I was working, you know. And so it gets it gets in the way, you know. One of the things, though, like I mean, you did 20 and out and I did almost 27. I knew when I had to go, I so had it. I just didn't want to be a cop anymore. I didn't want to be in homicide anymore. I just didn't want to do what I was doing. And it wasn't the work. It was the job and the people at the top that made it unbearable to, at least in my mind, for new people, maybe they would be like, oh, it's okay. 
But for me, it got unbearable, and I just didn't want to do it anymore. I guess when you put up with that bureaucracy and the bullshit for X amount of years, at some point you've had enough, and you say, that's it. I don't have to do this anymore. I'm leaving. You know, and That's what I did. I had it made. I, I didn't have to leave. Probably dumb that I did. I was working in the training unit. You were teaching in a college. I was doing bullshit training uh, for for detectives. And when I say bullshit, I mean a lot of it was a lot of it was uh, great training for the job. But then some of it was EEO. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, the basic. Uh, they used to say EIEIO. It's <laughs> Office of Equal Employment Opportunity. Yeah, those are the ones. If you say something off color to a person of the opposite sex they'll try to sue you and take your pension and your job and yeah so they used to come to us the detectives uh, once yeah. a year and they used to get uh three of the courses that city mandated we used to back end it with stuff that was important flying while armed was the course that i taught and right. then i also used to coordinate the homicide course which was a lot of fun and i got to uh i got to meet a lot of people that were experts in their field that was pretty cool but um, I really didn't have to leave. I did, it wasn't like an urge for me to leave. The only thing I wanted to do was get just my life back. Yeah. I didn't want to have to look over my shoulder anymore. Um, I wanted to just be a civilian. I wanted to smoke pot again. Basically, that's <laughs> it. I left yeah. because I wanted to smoke pot again. There's no other reason, really. I had it made. I was working like, steady days. Yeah. I was doing comedy at night. I could have taken any day of the week off. I just couldn't smoke pot. I didn't want to blow away pensions. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it. You know, I, my money, I, got, I'm go smoke. I got I got dole tested or drug tested when I had 26 years and three months on the job. I got called down there. And if the audience, people don't know what that means. I mean, I didn't use drugs on the job, but you're crazy if you do. But had I failed that drug test, I would have, they don't send you to rehab, you get fired. So you lose everything. You lose your whole life. And... I mean, obviously, I passed the test, but they took hair in my yeah, case. What do, what do you think is going to happen when uh, marijuana becomes legal in New York? I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with the emergency services. What can services. they do, though? I, I don't what know. What can they possibly they do? They could still, as a part... Why? Alcohol? Do they right, test you for alcohol? No, but they could say... When as, you come to work, do they test you for alcohol? No. no so why would they test no. you for pot? You're off duty. You know, I don't know the answer to that, but I think as a as a prerequisite to the job, they to. could say you can't use marijuana. I wonder what they do in California. I should have looked this up before. Yeah, I wonder. I, wonder. They, I bet you they can smoke. If you're not on duty, what's the and it would make for a kinder, gentler police department anyway. Hey, man, could you give me your license and registration? And you're probably not going to get hit anymore, beat up. Wow, but, man. But you're probably going to cool get a cool license picture you got there. You're going to get one <laughs> hell of a talking to. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't yeah. know. That's interesting. I don't know what they'll do, you know. But in my case, just to get back to that story, they took hair, and hair goes back six to nine months because they take the hair. I know. I do a whole bit on that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know where and, they're going to get their hair from. And, you know, something I, and I had short hair to begin with, you know. It's always funny, like when they, some guy is getting drug tested and he shows up to work and he looks like Mr. Clean. Mm -hmm. He shaved everything, you know. The only place I, he's got hair is in his taint. Yeah. And then I guess what they would do is they'd probably take blood. They'd get a court order to take blood because the police department doesn't mess around, you know. Even, you know, like these pro football players, they would bring clean urine with them in a tube and they would beat the test that way, you know. We used to get doled all the time because I worked with somebody and they were uh, being watched. So they were always hoping to in catch... In Lawrence or in the squad? No, it was in a... In the training unit. Oh, okay. Out of all places. Yeah. But they wanted this person. Uh, there was accusations against them, and they wanted to catch him. But um, 
you know, you can't just test that one person. You got to test everybody yeah, in that unit. So it looks random. Yeah. Yeah. So but we you know always would go. You know we went the, like tw- two, three times a year we'd go. But you know what the horror is of it? If someone fails, and this the law was just changed. If you have 20 years on the police department and you fail the drug test, you get your pension. Mm-hmm. That was just changed a couple of years ago. Damn it. I would have stayed. Yeah, it used to be that you lost everything. <laughs> you know, you lost everything. But what happens if someone has X amount of time, say 16 years, 18 years, a lot of time if they get fired, they commit suicide. Because you think of yourself being mid-40s or early 50s. What are you going to do? I don't care about that guy. What are you going to do? You got caught. Suck it up, man. Yeah, it was stupid. You played with fire. I had a detective I years loved ago. Pot. Was great I didn't smoke detective. pot for 23 years. That's willpower, brother. Willpower. Yeah, well, I think it's stupid. That you use drugs if you go to a you're party, told you will get fired. You know? If you go to a party and there's a hot girl there and everybody in that circle is passing around the joint and that hot girl takes a sw- Even if I don't want the joint, I just want to taste the, the saliva off her lips on that <laughs> joint. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, shame on you. Yeah. I used no, to it's... have nightmares that I actually, something like that happened to me. And I used to wake up and be like, all right, good, I didn't smoke. That's because I always thought that, you know, I was going to get caught. We and it's not to... because I smoked. It's just because, um, just because. Well, I didn't what, want if, to... what if someone slipped you a Mickey? And what, how do you how do you explain that? You know, the police department wouldn't believe you. They'd fire you. Listen, this guy. It doesn't happen. Otherwise, we'd know about it. Yeah. People slipping, uh, giving no, the, somebody Mickey. The famous case. Was Why are the you girl, out early in the drug test era? This female cop tested positive for cocaine, and she said, "Well, I gave my boyfriend a blowjob." Mm-hmm. And he was using cocaine. And at that, this was the beginning of the drug test. They didn't set the threshold high enough to exclude that. So they had to let her beat the drug test. God bless her. Yeah, she beat it. And then they set the threshold so high that that defense was no longer valid, you know. Well, they test for steroids too, but nobody ever gets caught. I yeah. have a theory that they just don't want people using it. Um, there's no way to really detect what the person's using, what, what kind of drug test are you going to give them? You're going to give them the test from the from the Olympics. Well, some of those GNC things, All have, that stuff. they have roids in it, and it's yeah, just what are you going to sue counter. GNC? The department's going to you yeah. can't. I bought it in the store. Look, here's the receipt. Leave me alone. So they they test them, but they never they don't fire anybody. They don't look at the results. Well, I was worried about even legal drugs that you're taking. Like what, you know, say you have surgery. Well, you and can't. They you have to document that. It's all on the you know? list. Yeah, I, remember I, I used to go. I had a. I tore my bicep one time. I tore my tricep. My knee blew out. All this stuff from the the lifting weights, but um, the years and years and years of accumulation of lifting heavy. But so I was constantly uh, getting Vicodin, and I had I didn't use a lot of it, so I had tons of it. Right. But if I went for my test now, I got to write down. And one time I did. I was in pain. My knee was killing me. I took some Vicodin that I had. Uh, and I wrote it down. So then I get a meeting. They call me in. Well, how, how, how do you, you know, because they saw the script. They wanted two years worth of script, so however long. So I brought it in. And they said, well, like, you can't, you can't use it anymore. I'm like, it's, it's prescribed. It's legal. What do you mean I can't use it? I got the, pain. The prescription well, then expired? You can't, you can't be on, no, it was, everything was legit. But you can't be on patrol and be on Viking. I said, I'm not on patrol. When I go home, if I'm in pain, I take one. It's right. a painkiller. Right. You can't do that. So then I couldn't use it anymore. There's so many assholes in the police department. I mean, when I went to uh, when I went for that drug test, and they get, they, 
you know, I walked in like, you know, even though you're clean, you're a little nervous, you know? Yeah, of course. And I walk in and I said, you know, I'm Sergeant Cannon uh, from Manhattan North Homicide Squad. I got called for a drug test. They said, where do I go to pee? And they go, no, no, we're taking your hair. And I said, what? It was like the first time they started taking hair. I said, all right, what, what do I have to do? They go, you have to go in the back and uh, we're going to shave your legs. And like some guy, detective, I guess who's also a nurse, because you got to be a nurse to shave mm -hmm. legs, you know. He shaved my legs, and I was like busting yeah. his balls as he was doing it. You know, I was like, oh. You were grabbing his balls? No, I was busting oh, his balls. I was saying, grabbing his balls. My I, guy was licking my legs, so I, I thought that yeah. was weird. I said to him, I go, you really enjoy this, huh? You really like your job. You want to get off the street that bad that you're going to shave a man's legs, you know? And he didn't enjoy me busting his balls, but I outranked him so I could do that, you know? Yeah, and then a, I had to go shady take, characters. I had those, to go take those, a pee. Uh, proctors. Oh, yeah. I had to go take a pee, and they got the mirror that looks down into the urinal so they can see if you got, you know, a tube of gerbils with you or whatever, you know. And uh, Well, the pee is for um, the steroids. Short term. Steroids. Cocaine, too, gets out of your system quickly, I heard. The, the, the drugs is for um, is the hair. Hair, yeah. And the peeing is for the steroids. Okay. Because I, I had heard that marijuana can stay in your system from six to nine months in your hair. Yeah. So our it all depends on what well. type of drug testing you're doing. Yeah. How, you know, how... How sophisticated yeah. it is. Yeah. If you want to find out if somebody has it, you know, you can go back way further, too. Yeah. Way further than even the hair. You can go back up further on the hair. You know, but look, I think it's a great thing because cops obviously shouldn't be using drugs, but there's lots of other professions as serious or more serious than cops that don't get drug tested. For like example, what? doctors, surgeons, right? I mean, shouldn't how about um, conductors on, on trains? Well, right? they get, I th I'm sure they get I think drug they tested. probably if, do now. If anything, heavy, after the fact. Heavy equipment operators, crane operators, you know, um, uh, captains on large ocean liners, you know, things like that. You know, uh, there's some very serious jobs out there that probably should get I'm sure drug they all tested do. too. There's some jobs that you don't even need to get drug tested and they do it anyway. Like yeah. why? Yeah. It Politicians just, should get drug tested. Yeah. They should test this mayor, you know, I'm sure he'd come up dirty, you know. You think so? Oh, he'd probably blow the marijuana meter up, you know, if there is such a thing. Yeah, hey, I we were on the different. I I think marijuana should be legal. Well, it's I hate the be. fact it's that it's gonna be. Well, it's legal yeah. a lot of states now. I don't even yeah. know how many is. I it think twenty percent of the states it, now. I thought it passed in New York. I don't know what they're waiting for. No, we're talking about medicinal. I'm talking about recreational. Oh, recreational. Yeah. At this point, right now, we should skip past the medicinal. Who gives a shit about the medicinal? They said such a. Oh, you got to be dying of cancer. Yeah. Really? I, I got to pick no, on my ass. I want to get rid of it. I think the my theory is that the government knows that. All the lower level jobs in the next fifteen years are gonna be gone. So anyway. they just wanna keep everyone at home dopey and stupid, smoking weed all day, watching Netflix. Well, it's I don't even think that's it. Uh, I think it's the more about the uh, the prisons. Yeah. The private prisons. What do you do with them now? Well, a lot of these arrests, look at the narcotics division on our job. What was their primary when I tell you I work in narcotics, what are you thinking? I'm going after Tony Montana, right? Nah. Big time drug dealers. They no, they the drive around. Yeah. They drive around and they grab uh, people smoking pot. Everybody gets one. Yeah, that's stupid. We're rocking around the clock, getting overtime. And this thing went on for years. Yep. Years. Somebody's walking their dog, smoking a joint. So it, the whole the, thing was just ridiculous. Like, if you want to get meth off the street, I, I, I agree with you. 
You know, nobody's breaking into cars because they got to get another bag of pot. It's no. not that type of drug. No, absolutely not. What's what's the big drug now that everyone's dying from? Uh... Meth? Fentanyl? Uh, there's a category of drugs. Fentanyl is one of them. You're talking yeah. about the... Um... Opioid epidemic, right. Yeah, so, and that's a big, big problem. It's a huge problem now, and uh, that's prescription drugs, a lot of it, you know? And uh, Well, they created that problem. That's a government-created problem. Yeah, you're right, because it's doctors no, now, write Now you got people that need it, they can't get it. Yeah. Like me, last night, I had a bottle of a bourbon, brand new. I was all over the place. I'm trying to get a couple of Vicodins. You can't get them anymore, so, <laughs> and I need them, because I had the bottle of bourbon. Yeah, the pain. <laughs> Urban and Vicodin. It's oh, it's like, a beautiful you know, feeling, yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh, when I when I look at people like, and they they're they're uh, they're taking it for legit. Like, are you a Jack Daniels drinker? Or? I like bourbon. Yeah, yeah. but I, right now I'm going. I'm on a vodka because it's too much sugar in the bourbon now. Wow. Yeah, and I'm getting so fat. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm six four, so you know I hide it well. You but can carry it. Right? I did that Gotham comedy live. They shoot it on three D. Yeah. So I'm watching it with the binoculars, those Oculus things. And I'm like, you know, on 3D, my stomach yeah, sticks yeah, yeah. out a lot. Sure. It's like hitting you right in the face when you're in the audience. I know, you You know, you, you notice all your uh, your inconsistencies and your idiosyncrasies. And no, and no, and talking about the bad things that you have with your body when you, you can see yourself on camera, right? Yeah, especially I was, I never had a stomach. I had abs. I noticed when we shot uh, off the cuff, when we did it as a web series, I said, oh, shit, my teeth are like greenish or brownish. I got to use the teeth whitener, you know? Uh -huh. You only notice that if you're on camera, Did right? you do it? Yeah, I did do it. Oh, yeah. good, good. I got to do it again because it doesn't last forever, you know? Yeah, I got I got laminate, so yeah. they stay white. Oh, they never good. change color. You got big bucks, man. You're not using no, the... No, I got it done. The guy told me, uh, I don't want to jinx myself. You're not using the not DEA going. dental plan, I'm sure. <laughs> no, this was before. That's cosmetic anyway. Because laminates cost a fortune. Now they do. Laminate veneers, yeah. <laughs> now they do. Forget about it. It's like 2000 bucks a tooth or something. Oh, my God. The guy that I went to, he was... Uh, we're talking like 20 years ago. Yeah. The it lasted that to, long? Yeah. He went to a good dentist, man. Yeah, he's great. Seattle's. A, I, I love I love Dr. when you Seattle's. see cops cops saying, "Oh, where's the nearest union dentist?" And they'll travel like forty miles. Like, dude, just go into your pocket and pay for a damn dentist. You know these union dentists. Well, it depends on how much work you're gonna do. Yeah, but a lot of these union dentists, you know, they're in there with their flute and their snake in the basket. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and you go in there, and you know, they went to the University of Baghdad Dental School. I don't know if you want to uh, go to that guy. You know. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. The clinics. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I pay for a dentist now because I, I went to union dentist for years, and that's why I lost a lot of teeth. You know, you'd, you'd be like, can I get an appointment? The next appointment's four months from now. You're like, what? Well, with the detectives, you get a, you get a, they're always cutting down the percentage, but it was, you know, I'd go and I'd, I'd, uh, there'd be some out-of-pocket expense and I'd get some money back. But they don't pay the dentist anything. That's why, you know. You, oh, yeah, you got to pay. Yeah, you got to pay. I mean, look, I, I, I went to the dentist. I think I got a cleaning... And the checkup, I don't know. Let's say it was two hundred bucks, one ninety five. Out of that, I get twenty seven bucks back. How we start talking about benefits? But this is actually good because my son is twenty four years old. He got a full time job, and they were offering him health insurance. Mm -hmm. They wanted him to pay to pay a buck eighty a month for his health insurance mm -hmm. with four thousand dollar deductible. And I didn't realize he's still covered on my insurance till he's twenty six. 
So he was happy. As, yeah, but I think you have to be in school. No, you don't. Oh, prescription, up, you have to be in school. Yeah, though. but I called up. I called up the union. I said, "No, he's covered till he's twenty six. No, happy he was. He just saved like you know twenty two hundred dollars. You know, yeah. And f- with better insurance, this insurance would have been four thousand dollar deductible. So you basically got to wind up in a hospital. Four thousand will go in a day, right? When I first got on the job, there was no deductible, or and then it was a f- copay. Yeah. And then it became a five dollar copay. And then it was a ten dollar copay. Then it was fifteen. Now it's like mostly pay. I took my wife to the emergency room a couple of months ago. She had a bad asthma attack. The woman from billing comes in. She two hundred bucks copay. She wanted it right there. I mm-hmm. should have told her no. No, I'm not paying you. Bill me. They wanted it right on the spot. I go. Do you do this to everybody or just me? You know. That's your white pl- privilege working for you. Right I guess there. so, man. My police department health insurance. Somebody peeked out that window I'm and they're so like, used. "Oh, he's got two hundred bucks. Right, Let's I'm go the, get it." And he ha- and he has an ATM. <laughs> That's card. our lunch money. I always card. think that those freaking copays are the lunch money. <laughs> You're giving them in cash. They stuff it in some envelope, and uh, as soon as you leave, they're like, "All right, we got enough for pizza." Yeah, and the, the woman behind the counter takes it. She doesn't give it to the doctor. Such a or the freaking dentist, scam you know? that copay. It's, it's crazy. It, think about it, man. I remember crawling out of a doctor's office on a number of occasions underneath the desk. Just so it. I don't have to pay the copay. <laughs> but tell you the I've truth, done that, yeah, really. we have great health insurance. When I hear what people are paying that are a self-employed or work for a company, when I hear what they're paying and what they get, mm-hmm. people want to be cops. You know, like, hey, I should have took that test. Well, you know what? Listen, there's a trade-off. Yeah, you want to sit in a cubicle unaffected by the weather. You know, nobody's bothering you there. You know, you can't get indicted. Yeah, that's true. Nobody's indicting you because you you forgot to uh, put in the, the the report. That's true. You know what I'm saying? No one's shooting at you. Testifying in court. Right. People no calling you a liar. Somebody yelling at you. It's spitting. I listen. Uh, I I'm just here in a protest. People screaming. No justice. No peace. You yeah. Know. Yelling right in your face, and you got to remain professional. Yeah. Exactly. You got to do inhuman things while you're a human. You know. Or oh, but get treated inhumanly. Yes. Yeah. Because we're uh, we're. We're just, a, it's the uniform anyway. It's, yeah. Well, you represent the government. Well, know? the protests used to be so different. I remember when I first got on the job, I used to go to a protest and you used to have the right to life on one side of the street. Then you had the uh, the abortion people on the other. And um, the news used to come. And, you know, it's like a big, everybody's having coffee. They all know each other. Now the news is like, okay, three, two, one, go. And then the right to life would start yeah. screaming, wah, wah. And they raise their thing, and then they would go across the street, tape them. All right, thanks a lot. And everybody would break down and go cameras, about their way. Cameras induce behavior sometimes. You know, now it's like um, weren't there, people wouldn't go crazy. That uh, that that demonstration, the Wall Street, it changed it. Oh, Protests Occupy started moving. Yeah. They started moving around. Now the cops didn't know what to do because you know Tom, they weren't Tom contained. Square there. Park years ago when they they called. Yeah, but a even that was riot. contained. That was contained. That was, that was pre-video too. But the the the, the Wall Street that changed protest yeah. because they started moving the protest and right. they didn't know what to do, you know. And Let's once they the started Brooklyn moving, Bridge. you know, now the what do we got to do? We got to walk with them. Yeah, well, yeah of course. There's nobody up do. there, yeah. so they were playing along. They were learning how to uh, to police these new type of protests. And now the protest, find me a protest where they're all standing around. At the same spot. They're always moving. Yeah. They're marching. They're moving. Look at the ones in Portland. There's some of the worst ones there, right? The state of Washington. You know, they, they go crazy there. Isn't that where Antifa and they yeah. had all that crazy protests there? Antifa. Yeah. Antifa. I like Antifa, that. Antifa. Antifa. I'm Antifa. Antifa. I like your ways better anyway. Anti-fascist it stands Antifa. for. How about in France, these yellow, jack- these, these yellow jacket guys? You ever see that in France? 
because they want more free shit. <laughs> no, France, those those are the vests that they're required to keep in their car if their car breaks down so they mm -hmm. can help somebody or get help. That's why everybody has to have a yellow vest in their car. Wow. So when they raised the gas prices, those people were protesting because what they want to do is they want to go to, uh, I guess they want everybody to buy electric cars. Right. And that's the way they were going to motivate them, supposedly. But they're like, nah, fuck that, bro. I can't afford a, re a regular car, uh, electric car just yet. Right. I, I need to. Uh, I need to work towards it. You can't just do this right now. Well, that guy Macron, who's a multimillionaire himself, is big socialist. Always the richest the people are hiding, socialists. You know. He's in hiding. That guy. Yeah. You want to kill him, Macron. And they protest you know? weeks and weeks and weeks every weekend, man. Well, even here, the the a lot of the Democrats that are espousing socialism, some of them are wealthy too. You know, like Warren. I just read that she's worth five million, but I had read a couple of years ago she was worth like thirteen million. Look at Pelosi. Pelosi, Pelosi doesn't want the war, but she's got a wall outside her yeah, house. The house, other day, yeah. this uh, that she's um she's a conservative. I have, I'm sorry, I don't know her name, but uh, she jumped over the fence with some illegals, and they wanted. <laughs> oh, at Pelosi's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they they got escorted out. Yeah. It's so funny. It's it's, it's, it's all hypocritical bullshit. See, here's the thing: they want to cut them off at the pass. They don't want them to get in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because who's the Democratic fam uh, voting? The a large percentage of it illegals and minorities. Right. Sure. So what are we going to do? We'll block them off at the pass so they can't in and we'll kick them out. That's a whittling down. Yeah. That's why they don't want the wall. They're well, not ready yeah, yet. But it, it also is in California. They need a lot of undocumented undocumented people to work in these fields. There's no reason Picking why you can't come in. Doing all this you other can come stuff. in. People have sponsored uh, um, immigrants for a long, long time. Right. My brother in law used to own the Jackson Hole. They used to sponsor people uh, to come to this country and work. There's, those programs, if they don't exist, all you got to do is bring them back. Right. All the California, there's no excuse for that. There's no excuse. And plus, now you have somebody that they're, they're liable to. They have to be where you know where they're going to live. You have their address where they're going to live, where they're going to work. So if they do lose it and commit a crime, or you did let a criminal in, at least we know where he is now. We can get him. Well, you know, going from a, um, a police perspective which is what would off the cuff is about a lot of these liberals uh, politicians too are against the investigative process like they don't want lists of gang members how could you not let investigators and police have lists it's and all pictures about of gang? voting it's crazy though as soon as we see the voting block getting eroded we see black people all of a sudden um, becoming conservative, you got this other guy leading that other group. Uh, walk away. You got uh, Latinos in the in the in the newspaper a couple of weeks ago talking about it. The, um, half of them want the wall now. It's bigger. It's more than half. That's all the. That's all those all the people that vote Democratic. As soon as it affects them or what they get, then they're gonna they're gonna want. Of course, it, you know? got, they're looking out for their their voter base. This is not important right now. No. Um, what you know, crime. That's not what we're. Something most important. It's about humanity. Yeah, but you know, not your humanity. When someone kills a member of your family and the police can't properly investigate, they don't care. They bring they the angels to Pelosi's house all the time. They bring yeah. them to the way they don't want. They don't care. They're blinded by it. They have a mission. That's it. They want them here. We need the votes. You'll see arrest photos start start being taken away from police, which is a database that is used. They want to get rid of that. They want to get rid of the yeah. gang thing. They want to get rid yeah. of photos. You know what? In a, in a, in the not too distant future, you're not even going to be able to ID anybody because you can't tell them what color they are now, and now you're not even going to be able to tell them what sex they are now because God forbid you offend the the criminal. No, it's ridiculous. Like if it was a female 
Well, the person describes a female. Okay, I got robbed. She was a white female. Now you can't say white, so you used to be able to say female. So now you can't say female anymore. Possibly, I don't even know the words. Uh. But there's what we don't. That's where she political may have, can't say female because if she gets arrested, she might be upset that she could have a lawsuit against the police department because she doesn't want to be uh, classified as a female. What are you feeling today? What gender are you feeling? I'm always a man, 100%. <laughs> through and through. Me too. I, I am agree, exactly. I, I have no, exactly what they hate, man. Alpha I, male. Yeah, I have no gender. I'm in charge. I'm in control. Anything. We're going my way. What do they call it now in that Gillette commercial? Um, what's the term they use? Uh, I ooze it. It's some disparaging term to describe like macho type men, you know. Masculine uh, something. Oh, uh, toxic. toxic. Toxic masculinity, masculinity. Yeah. yes. There's a new term. Yeah. I already heard some D-bag comics from Manhattan using that term. I, 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 I bleed say, Shut alpha. up, you, you know. If you cut me, I bleed alpha yeah. male. It just oozes out of me. Masculine toxicity. Toxic. Don't touch it. Masculine toxic. Toxic masculinity. If oh it touches a female, she'll, she might... She might get uh, attracted to me, and if it touches a male, he might man up, yeah, stand it's, up straight. It's really crazy. I don't be know. able to. Bench I don't know press how you can even be like a pounds. human being these days. You can't. You put it into a category. You can't be male or female. You put into some other. You got, category. What you got to do is you got to stay off this stuff. Toxic take it with the, take it with a, a grain of salt. Mm. I, I minimize the amount of. Uh, uh, reading I do whenever I see an article that, that could trigger me. I, I yeah, kinda, you might be triggered. Yeah, I, I love I, trigger. That's a good word. Well, too. you know what? It's I a valid triggered. word because what happens? You read a story, you get pissed off, it fucks up your morning. Fuck yeah. it. I don't want. I don't right. care. I was triggered by this. So I make it a deal. I was triggered by the Tappan Zee Bridge being named the Mario M. Cuomo Bridge. That that's your bridge off, now, man. man. It's still a Tappan Zee for me, man. I'll always call could it Could be, that. but that's not the name of it. That's like, that's <laughs> you're just as guilty if somebody doesn't want to acknowledge that Donald, Donald J. Trump is your president. And Edward is I, Jay the middle you know, the, you know the Edward I. Koch Bridge? You know where that is? The 59th Street oh, Bridge. Ooh, this guy's up on it. And what's the Triborough? Triborough's always been the Triborough. No, it's changed. Oh, it has a new name. Yes. Oh, I thought you told me I didn't know what the old name was. No, What's what, the new name? Robert F. Kennedy Bridge. Yeah, whatever. So they're naming bridges after all these dead Democrats. Well, the Jackie Robinson, too. What, what was that before? That used to be the... The Interborough. Uh, yeah, it was the Interborough. The Interborough, yeah. That's, yeah. that's one that uh, I don't mind saying. Yeah. You know? I don't mind calling it Jackie but Robinson. But it's like, why are we naming it after all? I think we should name bridges after porn stars, you know? Yeah. Which, the detective which, Johnny Wad Bridge. He was like the founder. He was. Uh, That's a really long John bridge. John Holmes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long bridge. It's a snake of yeah, a bridge. He was, he was one of the most famous porn stars, you know, because politicians are no better than porn stars, I don't think. No, I know? think porn stars serve a purpose. Probably actually. better, yeah. Yeah. Except for Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Man, she's. We'll end on this. Man, she's livid, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you think about that poor girl, man, uh, just think about this. Just the okay, page from. Listen, listen. <laughs> she's on a date. She's, okay, go back to prostitute days and, and porn star days. So she comes to service, and then guess what? Now you got to make that decision. Okay, and you're on the edge because, you know what? It was a client. I don't want to fuck up my whole thing here. You know, it's like a madam when you come out with the black book. Business is over. So I got to be able to make sure that there's money on the other end of this. She was assured money is on the end. We're going to cash in on this. 
Okay, she's got this guy, Evanati. I don't know whether it's the first guy, but somehow she teamed up with that guy. That guy's dead in the water, bro. His business is shit. He has no money. Another loser. Um, and, you know, yeah. it seems this happens to a lot of them, too. But now Stormy Daniels is in this spot where she was expecting uh, Michael Cohen, okay? That was her new shining star yeah. to testify. You know what I'm saying? And she, that was going to be her one, okay, maybe I could get back in this thing. And maybe there is the, some money there for me. Okay, and then Michael Cohen turns around. And he goes, "I'm not going to testify in front of Congress." She was like, "This motherfucker right here," because all her doors are closing in around her, and now she owes. Out of all these things, she <laughs> owns Trump like three hundred thousand dollars at least yeah. for uh, the damages. Look, I if mean, you live your life trying to sue people to make money, then something's wrong with your it life. Wasn't all, you know? It wasn't always her life. She just used to be a regular porn star. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden, I, I met these dirtbag lawyers. She wanted to get off. Chasing ambulances. She wanted to get know? off the silver screen. She wanted yeah. real money. Yeah. And she went for it. God bless her, man. All these politicians, they're all doing the same thing, man. They get involved in a high-stakes game of poker, man. Yeah. You're all in, and I'm bringing my whole family with me because they're all up for it. If I decide to sit at that table, I gotta, I'm going all in. Michael Evanati went all in. And he get they, oof, man. He got hit with a flush. Somebody put <laughs> took all his money. They reeled him right in. They took him. Then he spit him right it out. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. All right, we had another good week here, man. Oh, man. I had a lot of fun today. Great, uh, Bill. Uh, thanks um, once again for Let's give a shout out to our engineer, uh, Andrew. Andrew. Andrew Steiner. Oh, now Steiner Steiner because he needs a. Uh, a pseudonym because he goes banned from Facebook for a while. Why? What so is now he's staying well, Tell us, let's save some for save next week. For here. <laughs> we got, you know, we could play our first, um, our first uh, good cop, bad cop with him. Mm. But Andrew, I'm sure Andrew. You got to tell us. You got to tell us uh, what you did. Yeah. And then we'll figure out. We got to get it out of you. But mm. you could, you could lie. Or you could tell the truth. We're not going to know. We're going to investigate you. We're going to interrogate you. All right, we'll save that. That'll be on our next episode. Something to look forward to. All right, man. Andrew Steiner, be our first guest on Good Cop, Bad Cop. <laughs> You're going to get interrogated, man. So get your story straight. We're coming for you. <laughs> All right, on behalf of Bill, Andrew, myself, uh, Mark DeMeo, I just wanted to say thank you, and uh, we are, we're, uh, end the tour here. Bill. End the tour. All righty. End the tour, no meal. <laughs> no meal today. It was busy today. Thank you.